Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I am one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. She next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. <laughs> I'm still crying. You're a pussy shit. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> fuck yourself. I can't blame you. For what? Crying. Oh, for fuck, I thought you were for fucking myself. I'm like, I know. I should go fuck myself. All the time. <laughs> this took a really weird <laughs> turn. The saddest, most romantic movie we'll ever watch. And we're just starting it off so sleazy and hot. Well, hey, we gotta, gotta control our emotions somehow. It's our defense mechanism. Sorry, these, uh, this construction outside is driving me crazy. By construction, I mean fireworks that my mother still thinks is construction when they go off at 9 o'clock at night. Shout out to my mom who called me earlier asking me how to follow the instructions I wrote down for how to do something. How to, how to get her pictures off of her phone and onto her iPad. No, it was her iPad to her computer or her <laughs> fucking pager to her television. I don't fucking know. It's Tuesday. We're in great mood if you can't tell. Tuesday, June 26, 2018. I know by today's episode you're confused. You thought we had the big climactic finale, but instead we've been busy. Um, we haven't had the chance to finish our X-Men film franchise series. We are one and a half movies away, but we didn't want to take a week off. So this week's episode is brought to you by uh, you, the fans, because... You're the ones who voted this movie as the winner of the 2016 Mullet Award winner for a movie we should have watched, and per the, the, the rules of the, sh- of the show, when that happens, that movie automatically gets thrown into the queue for us to do. So if you haven't had a chance to go over to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio and listen to the 2016 results show, um, make sure you go over there and do that so you hear all your winners. And if you get the chance to go over sometime in the next week or so, I'd say... Uh, I should finally have the 2015 nomination show finished and up, and then that'll mean that for the next couple months you'll have the ability to go on to arcadeaudio.net slash themullets and vote for the 2015 awards. Man, it's a big one. Man, it's a, uh, it's a difficult one. It um, really but also is. you'll get to pick another podcast for this show because there'll be a movie you should have watched category there. I realize we, we're kind of behind because we've had the X-Men franchise we had a lot going on, so we don't have that many for this year. So we got to kind of make sure in the back half of the year, kind of pick that up, so we have enough movies to pick from for uh, for the end of the year. I think we will. I think I think we'll be able to catch up. Yeah. Um, good news is you're getting out of work a little earlier, so that should free us up. Very um, true. 
we should start putting Jillian to bed a little earlier anyway. Um, but she was going to bed late out of necessity to spend time with us. Um, yeah. But now uh, your work is closing an hour earlier, which means you get an hour back with us. So mm. I think that it will uh, help us as well because a lot of times we decide not to watch a movie, not to do something because we just don't have the time for it because we still are human and have to get some semblance of sleep during the week. Although I do run on five cups of coffee a day. As soon as she said that, I was going to yawn. And I was like, damn it. I willed it into existence. You see how that works? You did very well. If you're new here to the podcast, by the way, we talk about our lives. We talk about uh, everything that goes on around it. And then we finally get to talking about the movie we watched from whatever means that the movie kind of comes from. Normally, randomly selected out of our box. Um, up front, we also talk, like I said, about our lives. We're married and we have a baby. In case you uh, didn't pick that up in the first few minutes of this show. Um, this is us finally also catching up with our timeline. The X-Men film franchise totally threw our timeline off, so we actually technically hadn't like recorded in a couple weeks. So we were behind. Last week I was wishing everyone happy Father's Day, and we recorded that before Father's Day happened. Oh my god, I forgot we haven't talked about it yet on the show. Exactly, that's what I'm getting to. So uh, we talk about our lives up front. We just had a good trip to Miami this past weekend. We actually watched... Uh, a movie this past weekend uh, with friends, but we're not going to record that. Further skewing our timeline. Now starting like the Terminator franchise. Um, you won't hear that until July. Um, so in a couple weeks, actually. Keep forgetting that June's almost over. Um, had a good time there, but the week and before was Father's Day. I had a wonderful Father's Day because, for the very first time as a family, the three of us went to the movies. And we were able to actually sit through the movie. Jillian, my daughter, was an angel, um, despite the fact that it was in the Dolby Theater. Ah, unbeknownst to me, it was in the Dolby Theater. The theaters were vibrating like it was... The seat was vibrating. It was super loud, super yeah. dark, three there was actually stories. a dad and his son, about a year older than Jillian, next to us, also seeing... That child's first movie, and that child made it through, I think, the first five minutes. Didn't make it through the previews. Um, made it through the Pixar short, but then when the movie started, had to dip out. So Jillian was a, a boss. She loves some nachos. She loves staring at a big-ass screen and just being a, a, a chill, cool girl. So she was fantastic. And for those of you who don't know, movies are a big part of our lives, which is well, why we have a movie this, podcast. Yeah, um, and we both used to work in the movie theater. We used to go see movies quite frequently. So it's been the really the only major change. The that hardest we couldn't... thing for us it was not seeing movies when they actually come out in theater, in theaters, having to wait till we buy it on DVD or Blu-ray, or or wait until we're able to watch it via unscrupulous means, or wait for a babysitter to come and stay at our house with us for two weeks. Um, right, as we have coming up very soon. Um, so yeah, so we saw The Incredibles too. Uh, the Incredibles being one of our... 10 for 10s. Rare 10 for 10 perfect score movies on the podcast. One of our favorite Pixar movies. And I was super excited for this one. Um, it didn't disappoint. It was great. Um, it wouldn't be in my upper tier of Pixar movies because it ultimately didn't serve, I feel like, this like bigger meaning or purpose behind it. It was just a full-out, fun time, a, a Nice story, characters you wanted to see more of, you got to see more of. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
Um, of, of course, we'll we'll get to watch it again and get to inspect a little more. Wholly unnecessary, but not an egregious sequel at all. Like I agree. Like again, it was like something that people had wanted. It's very rare that you're like, oh man, I want to see more of that, and you trust in the process that you'll get it, and you do. Um, and I I feel it'll be after it broke all these animation records and whatnot that I'm sure you'll be getting more of it um, eventually at some point. And when that happens, I will happily go see them. Until they don't make a good one, a.k.a. the Cars franchise, then I'll keep doing it. Agreed? Agreed. Cool. Well, that's it for everything up front, right? Yeah, nothing, else, nothing else we have to go over. So let's get into your 2016 Mullet Award winner for a movie we should have watched. You people are dickholes um, for, for putting us through this. Disney Pixar's Up. I will read the box because you've been reading a lot recently. Oh, yeah. I'd be yawning like crazy at this. not count. It should count. It should not count. From the revolutionary minds of Pixar Animation Studios. You can't. Come on. I'm listening to you. You have to get right in my face. I'm not. I'm on my side of the couch. And the acclaimed director of Monsters, Inc. comes a hilariously uplifting adventure where the sky is no longer the limit. Carl Fredrickson, a retired balloon snail. Start over. That's one. He's a snailsman. He's a snail. I'm a snailsman. Why'd you put so many C's on that card? Oh, I think you were supposed to see it. Because oh, you cried so much. Damn it. From the revolutionary minds of Pixar Animation Studios and the acclaimed director of Monsters, Inc. comes a hilariously uplifting adventure where the sky is no longer the limit. Carl Fredrickson, a retired balloon salesman, is part rascal, part dreamer, who is ready for his last chance at high-flying excitement. Tying thousands of balloons to his house, Carl sets off to the lost world of his childhood dreams. Unbeknownst to Carl, Russell, an overeager eight-year-old wilderness explorer who has never ventured beyond his backyard, is in the wrong place at the wrong time. Carl's front porch. The world's most unlikely duo reach new heights and meet fantastic friends like Doug, a dog with a special collar that allows him to speak, and Kevin, a rare 13-foot-tall flightless bird. Stuck together in the wilds of the jungle, Carl realizes that sometimes life's biggest adventures aren't the ones you set out looking for. Up reaches new heights with a pristine picture, theater-quality sound, and hours of bonus features. It's an adventure that will send your spirits soaring. That segment doesn't count. It was a stutter. It wasn't. It was <laughs> a stutter. It's a fuck-up. It was not a fuck-up. That was a stutter. You don't have a stutter. I, I kind of have a stutter nowadays. You, I, I, I've noticed it a lot. I'm starting to stutter. Because I'm old and my jowls are causing my... I think it's bullshit. It's not bullshit. It's bullshit. It's bad enough I had one. You didn't make me start over, so that was your fault. You right, have to fine. call it out and do it right then. You fine. didn't say anything. All right, fine. One for up. For those of you who are new to the show, we have a bet going from episode 200 to episode 250. Whoever fucks up the most readings of the back of the box um, loses, and we have to watch the other person's choice of series. Mine is Beverly Hills Chihuahua, and Mullet's is Child's Play. So far... You're Mullet, up three to one. Mullet's fucked up three times on two boxes, and I've fucked up once on six boxes, so... Why are you talking like you have your retainer in your mouth? I think it's safe to say, because I feel like I should be wearing it. 
Not um, when we're recording. I f- oh, fuck. I forgot to review at the top. Uh, four stars, a wonderful film, says Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times. So. Cool. So that's the score for now, and that's going to fuck me up, I think, more than anything, is having to say, like, the people's names who do the Good. reviews. Good. I can't say salesman. Snailsman. Snailsman. I'm a snailsman. You want some snails? That's weird. So yeah, so as Smith already called out, um, I was going to be surprised because um, an, an often forgotten uh, trope of the show is every single time uh, we have an index card, we write down when we watch the movie, the movie, who drew it, the MVP, the scores, all that good stuff. Um, but I also, I notate on there if either one of us cried during it. Um, and so what I did was I just drew about 30 C's on this card to indicate that um, this movie openly makes us weep every single time we watch it. More so than, like, like ever, for whatever reason. I go around. was hysterical. Um, yeah. It just always gets me. I, I don't know, like, normally if there's a movie that, like, I cry in, Smith is crying right now. Like, just thinking about it really makes me <laughs> upset. Um, see if I can talk, if I talk about it out loud, I'm good. Um, like, I get desensitized to most things, you know, after repetition. But this just... It's so beautiful. It's perfect storytelling. I have no qualms in saying this is my favorite Pixar movie, and it's probably in my top five favorite movies, I've decided. It's my favorite animated movie. I... It's just so beautiful, and... I love this there's movie that, to death. There's that quote that came out like right when this movie came out mm-hmm. that a, a lot of people said and, and and still holds true that in what a three minute montage with mm-hmm. no speaking mm-hmm. a, a better love story was told than four two to two and a half hour twilight movies combined mm-hmm. like it's just so beautiful and so touching and I woke up on Monday morning and my face was swollen was how much I was crying. And that only happens if I cry a lot. Like, I was just hysterical. You're right. Like, this time watching it hit me so much more. I think it's the first time we've seen this since we had Jillian. Probably. Um, And so, like, I think it hit so much more. I wasn't... I, I just had tears streaming down my face. I wasn't like you, just like... Uh, I was hysterical. Yeah. Like, I was hysterical, and I think a lot of it is the love that you can feel. Not mm-hmm. even that you see, but, like, you feel the love between mm-hmm. Carl and Ellie from when they first meet, and they're kids, and she's just this ball of energy and excitement. And he, you could see him just be enamored with her from the very beginning, and then just their journey together and falling in love and getting married and working and becoming old together it's just so beautiful and it's makes me hopeful and I don't want to cry like that again so I'm taking a second hang on it's just so beautiful and and you know that's like that's how I love you and so it oh see we don't hate each other everybody you can fuck off. <laughs> Finish my wine. I'm sure. I'm sure there were plenty of moments where I was like, Carl, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> we're in a part of that montage. Hey, Carl, can you get a better job as being a goddamn Baloo? Balo- I can't even say Baloo now. A Baloo Snailsman? <laughs> Hi, how's it going? My name's Baloo Snailsman. 
I'm a new character on the show. No voice or anything. Just I'm Baloo Snailsman. I'm the fucking worst. I'm that guy you don't want around. You got any snacks? Any snacks here? Baloo Snailsman needs some. Can I have something to eat? You got anything to eat? You got a snack? Can I have a snack? Hey, lady. Can I have a snack? I'm sorry. I'm too busy crying. Yeah, what are you crying about? Yeah, woman stuff, probably. I'm Baloo Snailsman. I'm the worst. <laughs> it's like you're Andrew Dice Clay without the accent. Uh, no, I'm just, you know, I'm the kind of guy that like, you know, I'm gonna pick my ass and then rub it on something. Oh, so you're Chris Mullet. No, I, I do not pick my ass. How dare you put that on a recorded medium? People will be like, you know, she's probably right. No, I've never dug in my ass and been like, nah, I'm going into now. I'm gonna put my hand right down my ass right now. I'm gonna rub it all in your mascara streaming face. And I'll get pink eye, which means I'll get double pink eye, which means you'll get double pink eye. No, like eye, on your cheek. Jillian's going like to get war paint is Nah. That's, that's the way you feel about me, huh? <laughs> Trying to keep this a comedy podcast. All right, got to do what I got to do. Baloo Snailsman. Now you guys know why I'm the way I am Hey, can I borrow five bucks? <laughs> you can get the fuck out. All right, I'll see you next week. I'm Baloo Snailsman. God damn it. Um, so I feel the same way about you. And <laughs> no, it's... I, just stop. Just don't. Just don't. No, no, no. So, Change the subject. No, no, no. I, I wanted to share my, my thoughts. Was No one wants to hear your thoughts. Mine were sentimental and emotional and beautiful, and you're just going to fuck it up. Mine are oh, wait, be you too. already did. So, my, initially, when I saw this movie, it didn't impact me that way. Now that's how I feel about this movie because. Wait a second. What year did this movie come out? 2009. I mean, we were together. How, how long have we been together at this point? Two years. When I first, let me finish, when I first saw it, it brought me to my grandparents, is uh-huh. how I initially connected with it. Because you didn't love me? No, that's not what I mean at all. Kidding. I know you are. Um, Trying to keep the comedy. Now. now Douchebag. <laughs> now, uh, as we get older and we have, we've had a child and have had the ability to have a child, like they are not in this movie, um... And seeing all these things on the horizon for us, then yes, it's what it associates with. But at the time this coming out and still being like freshly having lost my grandmother and seeing my grandfather go through it, because he was still alive at the time, was more so what got to me when I first saw it. Um, and then kind of the the, the want of... You know, like seeing it and seeing like how to cope with it and how to like like bounce back from it and try to that's the kind of stuff that got to me was like I had that want or my hope for my grandfather, which he never got he he got because he finally was able to join her, you know that that kind of thing um so that's what's always gotten that's what initially got me for it for the most part when I first started to watch it, but now. And I think maybe more so than before, it's getting to be more because even like when we saw Incredibles, you know, the the animated short on the Incredibles bow, which is great, got me a little bit because it was relating to my new life and experience with a child and, you know, stuff like that. So that's kind of where I am now with it. But it's even if you don't have those personal connections to it, even if I'm, you, ha- if, even if you don't know love, I'm if you're sh- a cold, lonely person. Like Baloo Snailsman. Like Baloo Snailsman. I got chlamydia. 
you still, uh, I think, would get emotional. I don't think it can't because that scene is the perfect combination of storytelling with the music and the animation and all of it put together. And then, you know, the callback, not the callbacks, but all the visuals and the moments of, you know, chairs by themselves and, and oh. you know, pictures of Ellie, like, looking out towards Carl and, like, the house being its own character. And then just when you think, like, you're kind of through it, you get the adventure book reveal, which oh. just... Is I just got goosebumps. Ooh, that one almost got me just then. Uh, of just like, like he didn't know this whole time that that's all she needed or wanted, you know. And it's... I go ahead. No, I can't. <laughs> um, like that hits you just, and then you immediately have a smile, and like they they do it so well. And but so in all of those severe situations, so the first scene, like the, the 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 like the scene everyone knows and loves, you know the next part, it's it's still you know dwelling on all that the loss and whatnot. But then you have you know Carl being an old grump going down the stairs in his whatever the fuck that thing's called. I'm um, almost said rotor rooter. I know that's wrong. It's a vacuum. Um, <laughs> So, like, it brings a smile to your face and is able to lighten the mood and remind you that you're here to get some enjoyment and laugh out of it. Same thing with, you know, when he goes to the adventure book at the end and he's going to, like, go save Kevin and go save Russell and and you have Doug on the front porch and they have, like, the, you know, the funny, sweet moment. Like, they do such an an expert job of... Balancing. Of balancing and weaving in and out of some, like, serious stuff that no other Disney movie, you know... Disney movie has dealt. Disney movies we've talked about on the show many times. Disney movies can kill parents like nothing, you know. Um, but the loss of a partner, seeing that like out, especially when it's you, you get to see all of it because normally you don't get to see any of it, but it's like a couple minutes and then like one of them's gone or it's referenced. And then you also deal with like divorce. Like there's never been like a divorce in a Disney or Pixar movie before. Like Russell's you know, parents obviously have had. Um, like, it deals with, like, serious stuff. You know, there's blood in this movie. Like, like, it's not your whimsical Disney movie. Yeah. Um, but it is because it has, it's, there's a character that poops in this movie. Russell poops and buries it. Ain't no other Disney movie's got a poop in it. Well, I mean, he, he just says it. you don't see the poop. That kid did not... What did he do? He peed and buried it? That's just weird. <laughs> Steve would not do that. Um, remember where Steve is... Yeah, Steve is Russell. Steve is for Russell. sure. Yeah. Sorry, um, Steve. We love you. So, so, like, all of that mixes into what I just feel like is this amazing experience. And I'm glad this got the recognition it deserved as the second uh, full-length animated feature to be nominated for Best Picture. After Beauty um, and the Beast, of course. Should have been third, because Wally, the 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 oh. 2008 Oscars are another story for another time. Um, I want to make sure I'm on the record so I can tell the reader to go fuck itself. You're one of the worst fucking movies I've ever fucking seen. Fuck you, Kate Winslet, and your hairy fucking armpits for getting nominated for a fucking best picture instead of Wally in the Dark Knight. You fucking hairy pitted 
bitch. Um, I mean, it was um, she's not normally like that. It's for the, the character. Well, fuck you. What I was going to say about the adventure book is that it's so beautiful because, especially as a woman, you know, you hear a lot like, oh, get everything done that you want to do f- now first before you meet somebody or find a man who's going to control you and you're not going to get to do anything you want to do or before you have kids and then you have to give up everything. Um, I think it's so beautiful because even though the the things that, that Ellie wanted to do was traveling and seeing the world and being this adventurer, um, you know, her own adventure unfolded and, and it had nothing to do with traveling the world or, or doing mm-hmm. things. It was mundane things. Like, those pictures weren't of them, like, skydiving together or, or laying, having these experiences. Laying on, on top of a hill. Or, yeah. You know. Everyday occurrences. And mm-hmm. I think it's so beautiful because that's just as big of an adventure. Oh, yeah. You know, it's... And that, you know, love and having a life worth living is a common trend in Disney movies. Um, you know, especially ones that are adapted from, you know, novels and things like Mm -hmm. Peter Pan, you know, to live would be an awfully big adventure. And I think that that's kind of what the heart of this movie is. And it's just done so well. Um, and yeah, I, you know, and it's kind of what we do here. Like this, and it teaches you to not have regrets, you know, because that's no way to live your life. And there's so much more out there that you can do. That you just have to appreciate it for the adventure that it is. And I think that that's the lesson that Ellie ends up teaching Carl. Because he was on this big thing to go to South America and to put the house there and everything. Because that's the adventure. The other thing I was going to say, it's called what it is. He's he's killing himself, essentially. Like, he's not coming back. Like, it's not referenced that way. But that's... That's not his plan, right? That, like, like, you know, he says himself, like, the air in those balloons only got... So much in him, you know, like he's not coming back, you know, he does, but he, I mean, the initial plan of that was his life was over by going to that retirement home. Um, his life was already in his mind, his life was already over, but that was the, like the final nail in the coffin. Yeah. Um, so what better way, you know, but to then do the stuff that he always wanted to do and through the adventure, Ellie teaches him, you know, and Russell and Doug, you know, that there is more and. Oh, I forgot the other part when he gives Russell the the, 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 the Ellie badge, the Ellie pin. At the Shut end. up! Oh my God! Why him, do you have to keep bringing up these things that are going to make me start crying again? Give him the grape soda pin. It's just like the like the perfect capper. And then the last image is you know the the chairs are on the mountain, but then also you have the house exactly where they always wanted it to be. Um, it's it's so fucking like sweet. It's like almost like. And at no point also does it feel forced or does it feel like you could argue in something like The Green Mile, which I love. And The Green Mile is one of my favorite movies. At a certain point, some of the stuff. You feel like it's. You can like... feel it being a little put on. That's, that's even like maybe a bad example, but even so, like this, not once does it feel like it's pulling at anything. It's just the story. You know? This, this to me was. Wally up in Toy Story 3 to me is like the greatest it's not a trilogy but it's the greatest like back to back to back that anybody could fucking have in movies ever for anything like it's 
it's pristine. Like, yeah. I just want to go ahead and put them both, like, Wally's already in the box, Up's going to be in the box, and... Oh, yeah, I already put 10, 10, 10 on my... <laughs> and, I, and I already want to fucking put Toy Story 3 in the box, you know what I mean? Like, they're, like... Oh, movies that make you cry. That one's even worse for me oh. sometimes than this one, depending on what day of the week or what mood I'm in. I know. Um, but, yeah, it's just... You know, it, it does kind of make you want to, like you said, be better and make sure you're living your best life. And I feel like ever since I've, I've seen this movie, I've kind of done that, like, not chalking this podcast up to it, but, like, this is our own little, this is our own little adventure. Like, this is our thing that we'll forever have documented that, you know, we could always look back on and say that what we did. You know, we've, we've watched, you know, 220, 30 movies at this point. Um, I actually uh, re-listening to I forget what episode recently. Um, it was an early episode, and I was saying, "Oh, by my math, we're like a t- uh, a fifth of the way f- through our movies." Um, and I know that's totally wrong. I don't think we're like we, maybe now we're like a let's see, we have like fifteen, so two. Yeah, we're like an eighth of the way through our movies. Yeah, we have about fifteen hundred movies. We've got a lot. We need another tower, by the way. That other tower is almost full. And the one upstairs is full. We don't have any room. Uh, we're going to have to start uh, putting them in Jillian's crib. Um, <laughs> she can just lay on them. They'll be fine. But, you know, like, that's the kind of stuff, like, that's when I also really got big into, like, those, you know, like, giving my mom, you know, those, like, uh, fill, this, fill these answers out books. I gave you a bunch of those for the baby and stuff. Like, I want to document everything while we can remember, because God forbid... If any of that stuff ever leaves us to go away, we have things that will that'll stand the test of time. Um, that'll always be there for, for whatever. But um enough of the um you know, not the weepy stuff, but like the sentimental stuff. That's not what you're here for. Although maybe I mean you guys voted this movie in. Maybe this is exactly what you wanted. Maybe you wanted us to be crying balls of mess. It looks like a fucking uh a linebacker here with uh, my mascara is black, black lines are either li- I didn't know I was going to be crying during this recording I would have taken my makeup off add another seat um, what else do you really enjoy about the movie everything I mean there, there's so we already talked I mean obviously my favorite part of the movie is, is the opening montage, the montage but there's also like we talked about there's so much funny there's a lot of fun in this humor. movie like Russell is this, Russell's perfect for this for this film because of that innocence. Innocence and energy, but also that heart. Um, and juxtaposed against this, you know, like, mean, cynical old man. It's just a perfect combination. And, you know, then introducing all the animals, I mean, it's just beautiful. Like, Kevin, and it, like that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The through line, basically, that kind of links his childhood to now mm-hmm. um, for, for Carl. And then the dogs are just... I mean, Doug is... Doug is, is, is just a great addition, a wonderful sidekick. Mm-hmm. And the other dogs, too, even though they're the villains, I mean, we crack up... And the movie has so much humor in it. We crack up every time they talk about... Russell's a the mailman. Small mailman, yeah. That's what I was thinking when I said snailman. Snailsman. You're such a liar. So I was thinking, well, what You're is, such a why, liar. Why is Doug with that small mailman? <laughs> like, 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 they just keep calling Russell a mailman <laughs> because he's this short little fat Asian kid with a hat and a vest on. 
Um, they probably think all humans are mailmen. No, I think it's the way Russell looks in his dress. I don't think it's, I don't think, because they didn't call Carl a, a, a mailman. Well, yeah, because he's the one who smelled like prunes. Yeah, but he, they didn't call him a mailman. Russell looks like a mailman, let's be honest. But it was so funny. And it's also not a twist per se, but letting, you know, the villain be, you know, Carl's childhood hero who, you know, is actually just a crazy person. He's been living on this island with all these dogs that can do all these, you know, nuts of things. Is it is an inspired choice? I almost feel like the movie didn't even really need it, but it, you know, obviously needs something to kind of push along the. Mm-hmm. You know that you need an antagonizer um, to to move everything along, but uh, yeah, I mean, all of it's great. All of it works. Um, even uh, so, this doesn't count as part of like our actual analysis or score or MVP, LVP of the movie. But as always, when we do a Pixar movie, we also watch the short that comes before the movie normally. Yes. Which is partly cloudy, which is one of my favorites. It's um, so cute. It's, it's very, again, it's a great, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I was going to say euphemism, that's not wrong. It's a good play on, you know, Pixar's very good at doing that, having one thing be another in San Francisco, like Bow we just saw, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's funny, it's cute, and we also watched the Blu-ray exclusive, um, short that most of them do that's normally related to the movie itself, like we watched Bernie before, and we watched Jack Jack Attack, um, yeah. we watched Doug's Special Mission, which is, it's good, uh, it's not like my top, it seems like it's a little, it's a little too, um, too general, maybe a little too... Cartoony for my taste. It's pretty cartoony. You know, but it, but it's still fine. Um, man, is Pixar ever gonna get back here, or are we just stuck in the the sequel era of Pixar? Okay, we haven't not seen Coco, which Coco is supposed to be great. We haven't seen Coco, but I think that there are some originals that are planned to come out. But I think the deal they have is for every sequel they get an original. So like. Yeah. Um, we have Toy Story 4 next year, but there's not really anything else on the docket. I mean, of course, the, the Lasseter thing, you know, there's going to be some changes and whatnot. But I believe Pete Doctor is going to be the new, like... The new head. The new head. And, I mean, That'll that's that's perfect. I mean, that's that's exactly who it should be because he did this and he's done everything that's good. Um, want to give a special shout-out again. Another movie that... Um, we're going to struggle for an LVP, I know that, but an unofficial MVP because we only deal with performances. performances. Uh, Michael Giacchino, um, is so damn good at his fucking job. Um, the, the music and like the Carl and Ellie theme is just absolutely pitch perfect. And I feel like he does the music for everything now. He's going to be the next like John Williams in terms of, you know. Mm-hmm. recognizing stuff that he specifically makes. Um, he's very important and vital to the story as well. Um, if you want to go ahead and get into MVP and LVP, um, yeah, this one's hard for all the all the different reasons. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of I'll kind of let you start if you have an idea. Um, Either way. I mean, 
when it, especially when it's something like this and it's so close because there's not really something wrong that you can say with the movie. It comes down to, okay, who had more to do? And, you know, who, if somebody else was in that role, how would it affect it? Would it be the same? Would I like it more? Would I be indifferent? Um, and it, it just makes it so much harder when you're dealing with just voice acting. Yep. Um, because, you know, you you know the the voice gives this character life and that's how you imagine it mm-hmm. um so it's it's this a really really tough call because there wasn't anybody who did anything wrong oh i literally have no answer for lvp for lvp i i don't um i mean my mvp answer would be at asner just because of he he has when he has, like, this kind of, like, boyish, like, fun at the end of the movie, it's so uplifting and rewarding. But then also, he carries so much of, like you said, this, like, exasperated, curmudgeon, you know, just old dude. Yeah. But then all he has to do is, you know, kind of, like, draw out the sympathy with one Ellie or, you know, like, certain turn of a phrase that he I, he is one of the classic television comedic and dramatic actors and you know you hear it in his voice yeah. I, I mean I love Russell I think the kid that does Russell is very good is almost just as important but again that's also just like a, a, a kid being a kid you know what I mean? Like it's largely okay. a, 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 a lot of what they did. I think that's fair. I'll give um, that like to in the you. scene, where, like where like Kevin's playing with him, like it's just the, just just the director tickling that actor. You know what I mean? Like to get that performance out of him, he didn't have to go to a place to do that. Right. They just you know did that. Whereas Ed Asner is still acting in this. Um, so do you want to do that? Yeah, I think that's a good assessment. Okay. Um, LVP. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean. Uh, is uh, is it Pete Doctor as Doug or is it Bob Peterson? Bob Peterson. Bob Peterson. Doug and Alpha. Doug, yeah, Doug and Alpha are hilarious. All the like you said, the other dogs the are other great. The other dogs are good. Um, uh, Christopher Plummer as as Charles Muntz is I also. I couldn't imagine someone else doing that though. You yeah. know, and that's like you can't make it that in the LVP. Would it be one of the kids like when they're playing young Carl and Ellie? I think their enthusiasm and stuff was good. They're fine. And I, 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 blanket statement: We're never going to make a John Ratzenberger. Never. 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 Ever will ever. be John Ratzenberger. If it is, then that's the end of the show. My phone is dead, so I can't. I can't even look it up if I wanted to. What do you want to look up? I just want to see like the rest of the cast to see. There's them. a lot of people on this cast. We could just pick somebody who's additional voices here. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, fuck this girl. <laughs> Can I see the list, please? <laughs> oh, man. Now, I'm going to read you the names, and you tell me which name you want to make. No. Look, look, we'll do it by name. Ender Yigit. We're saying names right now? Sebastian Warholm. Can I please count this towards your total? Because I have no idea what you're saying right now. I don't know what... Can I please read? Give me your phone. Errol Gunadin. Oh, my God. Samantha, give me your phone. Oh, those are probably from, like, the German one. Yeah, these are probably translations, you insensitive bitch. 
Ed Asner, Chris Plummer, Jordan Nagai, Bob Peterson, Delroy Lindo. Who I always love Delroy Lindo. Uh, John Ransom. Little, little Delroy. What? Little Delroy. <laughs> Delroy Lindo. Oh, no. Oh, Pete Doctor's daughter, I think, was the voice of young Ellie, and her name was Ellie. Oh, even facts about this movie are going to make cute. me sad. Ellie is Jillian's best friend's name. It's true. And Pete Doctor's got a weird-ass head. Look at Frankenstein Pete Doctor over here. Um, Maybe this Jess Harnell guy, the nurse. Are you ready to go, Mr. Frederick? I mean, the guy has two lines, but just look at him. Look at him. This guy looks like Billy Ray Cyrus got fucked by some leeches. Look at his hair. His guy, hair is beautiful. That guy looks like the floor after Steven Tyler gets shaved. You look at that fucking guy. That shows you just Corbin Blue now. Don't make it that guy. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, can we confirm? Oh, you know who he was? He was the the guy that went to pick up Carl, right? No, yeah, but he was also um, the uh, this guy uh, from Transformers. He played this bot. Man, this guy's just a real loser. All right, if we don't make it that guy, can you find who the other news the other nurse was who was like he's probably going to the bathroom for the nine hundredth time? Hey, fuck you! He's old. Yeah, he is going to the bathroom. Fatty. I mean, that was just, a, I'm sure the... Donald Fully Love. Oh, please show me a picture. No picture. But he wasn't Back to the Future. Who? Oh, Goldie Wilson! Oh, no, no, so that's gotta be the other guy. All right, now I'm super confused. <laughs> now Goldie I Goldie Wilson. All right, so we can't make it that guy. So that... It's the voice of Nurse George. So that's gonna be, that's gonna be the black one. So maybe it is the Why other guy. Why do you have to be like that? He can have a white-sounding voice. He could put it on. Yeah, that'll be the... Hey, Tope. <laughs> that'll be the... Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I can hear the Goldie Wilson now. So, all right. So, the, it has to be the other guy. It has to be that Jess Cantrell guy. There's only two Jess nurses. Cantrell. Gus Cantrell. Uh, that's a... <laughs> Jess Harnell. I'm... I'm... I'm uh, like Kim Cantrell? Gus, Cran Gus Cantrell, I think, is Scott Bakula's character in Major League Back to the Miners. Not even the good Major League movie. Oh, man. This guy, this... this Chris Chris Catan. <laughs> no, you know what he looks like? He looks like Chris Cornell, rest in peace. <laughs> that's actually that's uh, that guy went to the Chris Cornell uh estate sale and been, just bought all his he's shit. He's in 340 things. Keep giving them checks, Jess Harnell. Wacko Warner. What? Wacko Warner from the Animaniacs. The new Animaniacs coming out. Hold on. Wait, there's a new Animaniacs coming out? In 2020. Oh, Augie's not gonna get anything done. Again. Oh, man. So we're making it that guy, right? Do you have anybody else? No, no, it's definitely that guy. So oh, my God. You know who else is going to be in this new Animaniacs? Who? Who loves orange soda? Kel Mitchell? Kel Mitchell. Is he finally doing something with his What life. is he doing? No, it's like this character called Newt who I've never heard of. Before. Newt? Okay, sure. There was going to be a Pixar movie named Newt a long time ago. There never was. Um, just, well, random. This guy was Ironhide in the Transformers series. Okay, good for him. Well, he is now the LVP of Up. Oh, he's on this, just this show's a loud house. Jillian watched a couple okay, of those. Okay, we're done looking up Jess Harnell's full IMDb page. Oh, he was in the Emoji movie. What did I just say? 
I mean, I'm already on it, so I'm not like looking it up. I've been on. I don't want you to talk about it anymore. If you'd say one more thing, I'm gonna tickle your foot. You can't make it, this guy. Why? He's the voice of Chili. From TLC? No, from, <laughs> from the Doc McStuffins TV. Oh, series. it's fucking this guy, and I warned you. <laughs> Don't make me wake up the baby. Don't laugh so loud. Um, all right, so Ed Asner is the MVP of Up, and Jess Harnell, because of, like, one line, is the LVP of Up, because there's nobody else. Um, are you going to be sad when I die? Fuck no. I'm going to be devastated when you die, Chris. And what, I like um, how it's just assumed that you're going to go first. I mean, I think we've figured that out. Um, you were supposed to die, like, what, three years ago now? Yeah, yeah, when we got married. Um... <laughs> No, I think it was like the year after. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not gonna be good. <laughs> Normally, we always like try to relate the movie to like our like our what lives, are you like do a hypothetical. When I die? Oh man! If I die first, what what would you do? A big ass party. Uh, not. I have no idea. I never probably wake up because you're the only one that knows how to wake me up. Um, I, just, I just beat your ass up. Yeah, you, you just mean to me. No, and then I just say, Jillian, go wake up. Oh, well, now you do. Yeah, yeah. Now that's what you do. I mean, no, I, 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 I don't know who pays our power. Like, I, like if you die like tomorrow, like I, I don't know how to pay anything. You pay like all the bills. Only thing I'm able to do is pay back all the debt that I owe, and uh, with all my life insurance money. Yep. But do you know how to claim the life insurance? Probably not. Cool. Um, do you think you would get married again if something happened to me like tomorrow? No, I don't think so. No, I honestly but you'd don't think. Fuck a lot. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Like I, cool. I don't think I'd ever get married ever again, just because that to me is like it have to be. No, but for real, like it, that to me is like almost like sacred. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that again. Like so that's the only thing that that's what we had. That was our thing. It had to be somebody. You could have just stopped talking. Amazing, like, and equal to you, and I, I would, I would always judge somebody against you, and I wouldn't, they wouldn't stack up. So, I probably fuck a lot of people though. I mean, like, that's you know, not that you don't match up to that. I'm just saying, like, that's a different experience. Like, I can just like say, like, you want to go get an Uber. Um, cause you need to get out. <laughs> that kind of thing. But no, I, I, I think I'd rather live by myself and have my time and, you know. Yes, but you would still have a daughter to raise. Oh, if we're saying this is happening like tomorrow yeah, or like, like soon. Yeah, like if this were to happen Oh, no, I'm banking now. like, let's say like she's like, like, no, I'm saying like when we're older. No, like if this happened now or when we're older. Oh, no, if we yeah, have happened now. Oh. What would be the difference? My dick works now. Um, that's a I, big one. Yeah, your dick's always gonna work, though. I mean, I hope. I don't know. I think it will. This is a recorded meeting, and I'm talking about the hope of my dick still working. This is... Priorities. This is our adventure book. <laughs> but no, I, I'd be... I'd be a lost cause. I'd, I'd be... Yeah. I'd be a fucking mess. So, 
I would become a minimalist if anything happened. Be to me. careful. I would sell everything. Man, I, I would just get rid Can of you believe this everything. Shit? Woman's husband dies. She sells a half million dollar, half billion dollar worth of toys. We no, it was a million. We can get some fucking toys because Samantha's gonna sell them to us. Um, I'd probably go all in. Like everything that that's another thing is like you think I'm in debt now. Holy shit! I have nobody to actually like answer to. You don't answer to me. But like. I would immediately go on like eBay or like Etsy or like wherever else, Instagram, and buy like every fucking toy. I'm like, oh, two hundred dollars? Fuck yeah! Like, and not be but like, you would still have a daughter to raise. Yeah. How much is your life insurance? Like, it's it's like a lot, right? <laughs> Guess you'll find out when you murder me. If no. Happens to me. This is a recorded medium. We know how many times we've talked about this on the podcast. <laughs> We're screwed. Even like. You could get hit by an ice cream truck tomorrow, and they'd be like, it was her husband. I'm like, I was at work. I don't even know. Oh, we do have an ice cream truck in the area. Fuck. Why did you just admit that Creepy. on the air? I don't know. Why'd you just say that on the air, man? I don't And the ice cream truck, it comes around at weird times. It always freaks me out. Yeah, it's like 7.30 at night. It's yeah. like, people are starting to sleep. Dinner has already been had. I think I'd get married again. Really? No. No, yeah. I was just saying, yeah, I don't think you would. Too much work. I wouldn't want to change my name. That's the only reason. Yeah, and that'd be the weird, like, that'd be, even if you meet somebody, you'd be like, oh, yeah, you're going to keep your dead husband's name? <laughs> like, it's just fucked up. Yeah, hey, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, you'd have to change your name, you know what I mean? No, I wouldn't. For, for that dude? Yeah, you would. Like, that sucks. Did I find somebody? What if or would you go back to your maiden name, or would you keep my name? I'd keep your name. Thanks. Gotta live on somehow. Appreciate that. I know I just did a Wakanda Forever salute about my name, but... It was like half a one. Yeah. It was just Conda. Um, You're such a weirdo. Um, I'd miss you if you died. Yeah, I think I would too. All right, now we're just like... like, like Now we're talk- just becoming morbid on this Now we're show. talking about it, just trying to make it happen. <laughs> just for you sure you don't want to die? You sure it's not coming? I promise I won't get married or anything. You could leave me on my own. I won't fuck a lot of people. I probably would fuck a lot of people. I don't know. Freshman year was a long time ago. Ouch. (laughs) I'm not even going to say what I'm going to say on the air because you don't want to edit this show. I really don't. Yeah. I'm giving this movie a 10. I'm giving this movie a 10 as well. So um, we have plenty of up pins I can put in the box. I still, we still don't have a Moonlight pin. Please don't make me put that second Get Out pin in there. Carly. <laughs> Carly. Carly. Give us a Moonlight pin. I think I said something to her this past weekend. Um, somebody make us a Moonlight pin. God damn it. So we can go in the box. Um, no movie to draw. No movie to nominate here because you guys will tell us the next uh, movie we should have watched through um, the awards that we talked about earlier. Next week we will finish Our the X-Men. X-Men film franchise. We actually maybe, 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 maybe. Should I watch the rest of the movie tonight by the time we're done recording this? Um, and we still have Cloak and Dagger coming up. There's oh, going to be yeah, a random... I forgot about that. There's going to be a random-ass movie coming up soon, too. Plus, we have the movie we talked about. We watched with Carly. Um, we have to watch the second part of that. We got a lot to watch, a lot to do. It's a fun summer. Um, so thank you guys for listening. 
This week's episode, like I talked about earlier, patreon.com slash Audio to support the podcast. You can find us on um, all your available podcasting uh, platforms, including Google Podcasts. Not Google Play anymore. Google has its own podcasting uh, uh, medium, so we can be found at all those. Please send us an email, marriedwithmovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. At marriedwmovies on Twitter. Facebook.com slash marriedwithmovies. And... Be on the lookout for the 2015 nominees, arcadeaudio.net slash the mullets. Anything else? No. Can't believe I'm down 3-1. Fair mullet. I can't believe you only have crunchy peanut butter. Who only has crunchy peanut butter? I hate crunchy peanut butter. I hate my ex-wife because I'm Baloo Snailsman, and I got four of them. Fair mullet. This is Baloo Snailsman. Signing up for Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. I'm going to jerk off on this couch. <laughs> oh, kick you in the face. Slash the movies. Number loose snailsman. <laughs> Slash the movies. Stop the show. Peyton Lynch. And, and my name is Deborah Duncan. <laughs> and uh, we're here to introduce you to our new show, Queer, queer Movie Night. Night. I said Queer Movie Night. Uh, but it's, it's actually Queer Movie it's Night. It's actually Queer. Do not search online for Queer <laughs> Movie Night. So we're two, uh, I can say queer individuals. We're both gay mm-hmm. in one way or another. <laughs> I would say maybe all the ways. I think all the way, both of us, definitely all the way. All the way gay. Yeah. Um, and we both love movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking uh, about uh, queer movies, uh, specifically, and how I hadn't watched a lot because some of them are so bad. Uh, most of them are very bad. Right. And I was telling Peyton that I've watched them all. And they she are took one all for the team and watched bad, them all. but I watched them all anyway because there's so few options. And sometimes you're just jonesing for something Yeah, gay. you just want some representation. Yeah. Um, So, there are many a podcast out there where they review gay films, and uh, they're usually bad, and it's to make fun Mm -hmm. of them. And we thought, you know what? Maybe there's some people out there that want to know about movies that are actually good. Yeah. There's so many, it's hard to gauge which ones to actually devote two hours to. Yeah. Um, And hopefully, we are that help. Yeah, so we're going to pick some of our favorites and talk about them. Before this show comes out, catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at QueerMovieNight.com. Or queer, just QueerMovieNight, not .com. <laughs> QueerMovieNight. <laughs> Our handle for everything is QueerMovieNight.com. Do we have that domain? No. Don't. It not it's not website. .com. Don't do that. So catch us there, and then uh, stay tuned to catch us when we premiere the show. We're super excited. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.